Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. That is JDLSAT.com. In each episode, I present key habits you can master to raise your score consistently. This episode is about the number one thing you can do after the exam. The answer to the number one thing you can do right after the exam is to write down your takeaways from the experience. So I tell all my students to do exactly this, and it's exactly what I did after each time I took the LSAT exam. Um, I wrote down my key takeaways about the whole experience, Um, the things that went well, the things that I didn't anticipate and wanted to prepare for next time, and anything else I want to be aware of and improve upon. As much as you can simulate your PTs to be like the real thing, there's just something about going to an official exam. Whether it's dealing with proctors, the air in the room, nerves getting to you, or of course the substance of the questions. So let me give you some examples. Um, in terms of substance, maybe it's that you wish you had skipped around more and with the questions or the games or the passages. Um, and you want to make sure next time if something like that were to, you know, if, if for whatever reason there was there was reason to skip around more or similar circumstances presented themselves that you would be ready. So write that down. Um, I'll give you an example. In my case, um, you know, I had realized in the reading comp section uh, during an official take that it was actually to my advantage to skip around the passages. Um, I'll just give you a specific example that I noticed had happened. Um, there were, I think the 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 third passage had significantly fewer questions and then the fourth passage had significantly more questions and i don't know if it was this extreme but it was something like five questions in the third passage and um nine questions in the fourth passage it was it was something along those numbers so the, the difference was pretty stark and as you may imagine if you think about that okay cool i finished the third passage Oh, five questions. Okay, cool. And then I turn to the fourth passage. And if you're going to run out of time or you're going to be pressed for time, it's going to be on that fourth passage, right? So um, I was in that fourth passage and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, nine questions. Um, And I had my work cut out for me because even though I had a decent amount of time that I had budgeted, you know, it's, it's that finite amount of time. And I certainly wasn't expecting a disproportionate number of questions. And then just to get into this example, if you think about what I was going through at the time, it's like, oh man, nine questions. I wish I did this sooner or skipped around. Well, you know, note for the future. Um, But then it's like, well, okay, I got to jump into those questions, but you can't. You got to process the passage. um, And it's kind of hard to focus the way you need to on the passage when you're thinking, oh man, I've got nine questions waiting for me instead of like seven or six or five. So... I did the best I could that day. Then it turned out well. I got a good score. Not my target score. But here, here's what was key. Afterwards, I was sure to write that down in my takeaways. And sure enough, um, I, when I actually did take the exam the next time, they pulled the exact same thing. But I was ready for it. I took a look at the third passage and the fourth passage, and I saw that there were significantly fewer questions on the third than the fourth, so I did them in reverse order. Now, this example, and it's a good one to be aware of, they may not always do that, 
Um, but they might, you never know. Um, but it's not just about reading comp. It's not just about skipping. Certainly, the, the, that is important. The main point in me bringing this up is I learned from the exam I took. So, and then I saw something that they pulled again on the following exam, which is the one where I got my target score. I can't say for certain I wouldn't have still gotten my target score um, if I hadn't learned from it, but at least in that specific example, there were other things I learned, of course, but man, it did make a difference. And I'm so glad that I took that extra step of writing things down. So let me give you other examples. Um, and it, well, let's stay on the substantive ones. Maybe, maybe skipping is a great example. Maybe you realize, oh, I want to do the games on a different order. Uh, maybe I need to watch out for uh, certain questions that take up way too much time. Maybe I need to watch out for something they pull in the answer choices that they might do again. Um, make a note of this stuff. And not only is it something you want, certainly right, the end goal is to prepare for your next PT, uh, you, excuse me, <laughs> your next exam. What I meant to say was um, it's, it's, it's your goal to study for your, to, to, to target your next exam based on this, but incorporate it into PTs going forward. Now you have something to focus on. Um, other examples. So I gave you some examples of substance, but it could be some things that are a little more practical. Maybe um, you found out that, oh man, I had to run to the bathroom at the end of the section. I should have not had so much liquid beforehand, or I should have forced myself to go to the bathroom. That's important. Make a note of that. So next time when you take the official exam, you'll be ready. And just like I was saying before, when you're actually um, doing your PTs going forward, incorporate that into your PTs. So that way, it's something you just automatically make a habit. Um, I mean, another practical example. Let's just say uh, the proctor did something that wasn't ideal for you. I mean, it could be anything from messing up the time or um, I've heard stories about proctors making noise unintentionally, hopefully. Um, whatever it is, write it down. And if it's something that you have control over, cool. If it's something you don't have control over, okay. But at least you'll be proactive if it happens again. If I know that something could very well happen, it's less likely to unsettle me if I'm proactively aware of it. So again, write down these takeaways. Nothing's too big, nothing's too small. Write them down. And let that guide your studying going forward. Every PT you take, if there's something that you can do to incorporate what you learned from your last actual official exam. Do that to further replicate it and be ready for your next real exam. Um, so this goes back to what I've said in previous podcasts about cultivating a growth mentality. Ideally, you're going to get that target score. Ideally, you know, we all have butterflies in our stomach, you know, during and after the exam and wonder what we could have done right. But this is an insurance policy in case you didn't get that target score. And it happens. So that way you can learn from it for next time. Um, so just to recap, you know, I took the exam three times. Each time I wrote down my takeaways in a place where I could access them regularly. For me, um, you know, I had my iPhone on me afterwards, so I wrote it down on the notes section. And I think I translated it later to like other documents. For you, maybe it's someplace else. But... Use that information to prepare for your next exam. Um, I use the time before my the following LSAT exam to replicate those things that I was saying earlier um, and problem solve the things that were obstacles during the, the exam that I had just taken. 
Um, and it really made a difference. It, the point is, whatever, whatever your last take is, right, all of your takeaways should guide your studying for your next official take. Um, and again, ideally, you know, the, the reason I'm doing this episode now is you know, students have just taken or are taking uh, the April 2021 exam. Um, but whether you're listening to this now or in a future date, um, right, like write this stuff down. Now, uh, it's super important that you do this ASAP. So if you're prepared and you're listening to this in advance of your exam, then, you know, just make a note to yourself or make, make, it, a, make it a point to after the exam, write this stuff down. Um, when you leave the test center or if you need a break, then as soon as you can after you leave the test center, but make sure you do it while the information is still fresh in your mind. Now, if this is well after the test, let's just say you took it a few months ago and you're hearing this podcast episode now. Okay, cool. Uh, it would be nice if you'd known it sooner, but that doesn't mean the perfect has to be the enemy of the good. Write it down now. Do it ASAP and, and use the information you have to guide you. Uh, the point is to get it done. So since, uh, you know, while I'm on the topic of um, after the exam, let me just deal with one other sort of topic that comes up every now and then. If you're listening to this right now, April 2021, you may, like some students, be wondering about whether you want to cancel your score. Um, sometimes if things didn't go well, that's certainly something to consider. I can tell you that there's no, I had good feelings and bad feelings at every exam I took. So it's kind of hard to tell when you really know you should cancel a score. Um, humility can make us underestimate how well we're doing. Um, just hard work can make us overestimate how well we might've done. So it's not always easy, but I do recommend trusting your instincts. So if you really feel the need to, to cancel your score, you're the one who's going to live with the consequences. Um, and my attitude was I would always rather, um, whatever choice I made, I wanted it to be mine. And um, if it's right to cancel your score or wrong, you may not know, but you know it's got to be your choice. Don't let others pressure you into something. Go with your instincts. The one thing that I do think is important, though, is have a cooling off period. Um, Use whatever time LSAT gives you, at least some of the time. Um, I think uh, a while back you might have had 24 hours to cancel or maybe two days or something. Now I think uh, that, that time has changed where they've given more time, uh, especially with the flex and right now during, uh, during the pandemic is the time of this, this, uh, this podcast episode. Um, change, rules have been changing quite a bit. So the only thing I would say is go do your due diligence. Uh, call up LSAC if you want to. Uh, certainly go on there, see it in writing. Um, make sure you understand what your time period is to cancel. But once that's clear, use a little bit, at least a little bit of that time. If you have six days, at least use a few. If you have only two days, at least use some of it. Don't just make this decision impetuously. Give yourself time to sleep on it if you can. Um, it's a very personal decision. It's not an easy one. Uh, I'm... I'm I'm bringing this up because regularly after an exam, I hear this from students, and, and I, I know how stressful it can be. So just as sort of a supplement to this podcast, if you have just taken the exam and you're thinking about canceling, go with your instincts, but more importantly, take the time that LSAC gives you to decide. Maybe you're just nervous, and then after a good night's sleep, you realize, no, it's worth it for me to keep it. Take the time. Use the cooling off period. So... That was a supplement to the main point of all this, which is to write down your takeaways 
Even if you feel like you aced this exam that you just took, you never know. I thought I aced my first one, or I thought I did really well, and I didn't do as well as I thought. And that was okay, because it gave me more opportunities to learn, and I eventually got my target score. But thankfully, I wrote down my takeaways, because that informed my studying going forward. I can tell you it was invaluable. And I don't know if I would have had the score increases I did um, had I not written down my takeaways. Again, I don't think it's everything, but it was it was essential. Um, so I encourage you to do it. It's the number one thing you can do after the exam. Okay, so thank you for listening to this episode of the LSAT Habits podcast. Again, I'm Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Feel free to check out uh, the website, JDLSAT.com, and you could also contact me there if you have any questions. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.